Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning. Before we begin today, just let's take a few moments to settle down and arrive. Find a comfortable place to be, settle down, make yourself really grounded. Lighten your mind and close your eyes. Invite that peace, calming, cooling sensation in your eyes. Relax your facial muscles, neck, shoulders, spine. Soften the belly and get grounded, grounded. Become aware of all the restlessness the agitation settling down like sand settles in a glass of water. Bringing your attention to the navel, imagine the breath rising from the navel towards your heart, opening your heart lotus. As the breath goes out, the lotus is closing. Hold on to this image for a few breaths. As the breath rises towards the heart, beautiful lotus of your heart unfolds. As the breath goes out, attention going back to the navel, lotus closing. Now we keep the lotus open in its fullness. Let the breath be. Keep the attention on the lotus. Each petal is perfect. Dewdrops glistening on the petals. What is the color of the petals? Red, pink, yellow, white.
pause the breath for a moment, wherever it is. Keep the attention on the lotus. Slowly release the breath. You pass the breath again. Your attention goes towards your heartbeat. Each heartbeat creating a ripple. Release the breath again. Let's do this couple of times, keeping the attention on the lotus, pausing the breath. The pausing of the breath causes ripples to the heartbeat. And release the breath. Take a few nice, calming, soothing breaths and open your eyes. Today we have started with the daylight saving time. We moved our clock forward. This thought came to my mind as I woke up, Kal. Kal means time. There is a word in Hindi, Kal. Kal means time. Kal also means death. Think about this, it's the same word. Death and time. And then, some of you may have heard, we have Kali, Ma Kali. Kali is the name of fierce form of the Divine Mother. As it is described, she's not fierce. She's very behind that appearance, there is gentleness. Kal, Kali. Kali is the mother of time. Think about this. What was there in the very beginning? Our science starts with a big bang of the sun. The big bang. But what was there before there was something to exist? Vast darkness.
look at the vastness of the darkness, we look up in the sky in the night, there are stars, lots of stars, millions, gazillions of stars. But what is around the stars? We see darkness, darkness in enveloping it all. Everything exists in that. From Kali comes Kal, time. Then we as humans, we call it past, present, future. We make the time linear. Whatever exists in a linear form has a beginning and has an end. Whatever exists in a linear form has a beginning and an end. What is there that is constant, unchanging? When time stops, when time stands still, there is no death, there is only immortality. when we are not aware of this linear progression of time. Consciousness Consciousness is different than awareness. Consciousness is ever pure, exists in its wholeness, in its whole. When our mind goes to that pure consciousness, time stands still. Consciousness is the name of Shiva, Lord Shiva. As the story goes in one of the scriptures, that there was a time Makali was dancing ferocious dance of destruction and nobody, nobody could stop her. So it was Shiv who went and lied down and then Kali stood still. Anyway, this image just came in. I threw this story at you. If you some of you may know this. They may, you may have seen this image where Shiv is laying on the ground and Kali standing on him. Shiv is the pure consciousness. And when pure consciousness is there, Kal, Kali stands still. Another definition of Kal is time, time. Being aware of the sacredness of time is the worship of Kali. Think about this. Being aware of the sacredness of time. How do we spend our time? 
what kind of activities do we engage in? What kind of thoughts we are entertaining in our mind? Can we ever even take a moment to see we're not alone. We are with time. There is a presence around, the presence of God, presence of time. In our spiritual practice or yogic practices, if you look at a yogi, yogi is very time bound. When I was living with Baba, Sarkar Baba, he was so time bound that depending on whatever he was doing, you could tell what time it was. And this is one of the first steps of bringing any kind of sadhana in our life, spiritual practice, being time bound. If you look, everything in the nature is time bound. Everything in the nature, all around us, everything has its time. Birds, animals get up in the morning, they start chirping, the animals go out looking for food. Your cat gets up before you do. Cat is very timely. Your dogs, birds. It's only humans who try to control it. Look at this, what we just did. We move the clock backwards, we move the clock forward. Instead of staying with the time, whatever it is, we accommodate ourselves to it. We try to control. Instead of trying to be with it, with its natural rhythm. In the practice of yoga, this is the very first principle to be time bound respect what time it is and what is the appropriate action for this time. It is the morning hours is called Brahma Muhurta. The morning hours is called Brahma Muhurta, the time of Brahman. It's a divine time. So, when we wake up in the morning, the dharma of that hour is to stay in the remembrance of the sacred. Everything is fresh, our mind is fresh. And when our mind is fresh and calm, that is the time to remember the supreme reality. Remember the higher, remember which is beyond our day-to-day -day existence or whatever the problems are, or whatever I'm doing in our mundane world. 
I've seen people, you know, they get, oh, well, my mind is fresh and I get back to writing, I get back to thinking, I get back to doing, solving problems. But a yogi will advise you, Babaji will advise you, pay attention to the dharma of the time. The morning hours are to remember, to work towards, to coming closer to, towards your divinity. First thing first, Brahma Muhurti, time of the divine. Our life, for example, is four stages, and there are four stages in our day also. In the four stages, four ashrams of life, the first one is Brahmacharya, learning how to come closer to the divine. So everything in life begins with remembering the supreme, remembering the higher. Sometimes people say, oh, Babaji, I can't meditate in the morning. I got so many things to do. Um, I like to meditate after I've done everything and 11 o'clock. Well, Babaji, you see, yeah, that's fine. Something is better than nothing. But the ideal time for engaging in your spiritual practice is the morning hours. And particularly, hour and 36 minutes before the sunrise. Hour and 36 minutes before the sunrise is the most ideal time for your spiritual work, be it meditation, be it your prayers, be it just not thinking about anything. Kal is moving, morning, noon, evening comes and goes, time keeps moving. Time is the best healer. It is said, time heals. And other name of time is death, God. It's a big word. We live in it. We cannot be out of it. Only way, only time when we are out of time, when we are in the remembrance or in the awareness or with the pure consciousness. When mind is not moving, when we are in the awareness of that. <clears throat> Baba used to chant, Kalo Kali, Kalo Kali, Kalo Kali, Kalo Kali. Remember the Kali, 
in the form of time. She is very sweet, but she can be very fierce also. If you look at her sweet form, it is the darkness is her sweet form. If there is no dark in the room, it's very hard for you to fall asleep. It is the darkness that puts us to sleep so we can wake up refreshed. Darkness is not bad. We usually have a negative connotation towards darkness, but can we think in the other way? Without the darkness, there is no rest. We, we don't have deep sleep. So it's the mother in the form of darkness gives us rest so we can be refreshed again. So if you have that notion of negativity towards darkness, I would like you to just look at that. It's not negative. It's a thing that gives you rest. Darkness is the mother that contains everything. And it also devours everything. That is the real form of Makali, who gives birth and who also takes you back into it. And same thing is time. Time gives you birth, and time takes you away unto itself. So the time at hand is very sacred. How can we make time sacred? How precious this time is. First thing to make sacred of anything, you have to be in the remembrance of its sacredness. Sometimes people say, I have to kill time. People are killing time. We don't kill time. Time kills us if we are not aware of it. We don't kill time. Time kills us if we are not using it properly. So if you call yourself a spiritual practitioner, this is very important to pay attention to how I spend my time. What kind of activities I engage in. If I'm not engaged in any activity, if I'm just sitting by myself, what kind of company I'm keeping? What is going on in my head? Instead of all kinds of thoughts circulating in my head, can I make it still? Can I think of, take my mind towards that pure consciousness? Even sitting sometimes and thinking, what is pure consciousness? You don't have to really know what is pure consciousness. Because if you try to know it, it takes you to your mind. There is a difference between knowing and experiencing. We are fascinated by knowing. 
the yogi is fascinated by experiencing. And experience comes by being open, having a longing for something. You have a longing, you have a little time, you close your eyes. Now I'm going to uh, experience pure consciousness. Now, something may come. Immediately, mind will come in and judge it. Oh, it's not what I have read. It's not, shouldn't be like this. So we fall back into the trap of knowing. But experience of consciousness goes beyond me. You are in the experience of consciousness when time stands still. When time stands still. When Kali, who's dancing the dance of destructions, stands still on the body of Shiv, pure consciousness. Somehow bringing this imagery and giving all this makes it very esoteric, but it's not esoteric, it's very simple. Those images that you see in the if you Google Kali, you can find all kinds of images. But that's just a depiction of some artists to express it. Kali is very sweet. Kal, time is very sweet if we use it properly. but may we not find ourselves killing time. If we have nothing to do, just being wherever we are, just sit or lie down or be with the remembrance of that I am in the company of time. Baba used to say, Samaya Sundari, time in the form of a beautiful presence. Don't let the Samaya Sundari slip from your hand. So be aware of what time of the day it is. And what is the proper thing to do? What is the proper dharma of that hour of the day? Morning hour is for remembrance of the sacred, remembrance of the higher. And after we have done that, we have been given this body to do something that is good for the body. 
That's the morning hours. We And we all do that. We get up and do a little stretching and do a little nine points of daily routine. And that's all to keep your mind and body healthy. When your mind and body is healthy, then you can experience or you can work towards higher experiences. So we do not compromise our time. That is for keeping our body and mind healthy for anything. Time is sacred. Every moment is sacred. And staying in remembrance of this is worship of Kali. Anyway, this little, today we went through the time change and I woke up with this thought of time. So I figured I'll share this with you and I will be here. Um, I would like to stop right here. I know you have some questions. So please, Amy. Hi everybody. Um, so if you have any questions, please feel free to um, unmute yourself and ask them. Uh, or you can also put them in the chat and, and I can ask them on your behalf. No questions. Beautiful. Remember, just think about this. Time is the healer. People say time is the best healer. But time is also one that takes away. Whatever we have created, whatever we are struggling with, even this body, it's the time that takes it away. When the time has come, it's time to go. But we also use the time as a healer. Uh, Baba, some questions have come in. Um... Thank you for sharing the dharma of the morning. Can you share the dharma of the other times of day? And related question, what are the four ashrams of the day? Same. Four ashrams of the day is the same. Like we have, I will talk about that next week, the four ashrams of life. Brahmacharya, Grihast, Vanaprast, Sannyas. These are the four ashrams of life. Brahmacharya means charya, the, the way to be, learning the ways to be, to be closer to God. That's Brahmacharya. The second ashram of life is Grihastha, householder. Householder is engaging in the world, doing his or her appropriate duty. Vanaprast, just take a little break, siesta time, a little rest and rest, relax. And the fourth one is sannyas, renunciation. So in the daytime, how do you see that? The first segment would be remembering the sacred. Second one, engaging in the world, like a householder. Just engage, do whatever you are supposed to do. Third one is little rest. 
take it a little easy. Don't just push, push, push all day long. And fourth one is rest. Look at this. And we do that. We wake up in the morning and we do whatever we have to do. Then we go to work, then we come back home. We rest a little bit, then we go to sleep. So these are the four ashrams in a day. And when it's time to go to sleep, then we stay up and watch TV all night. So we are not doing the right dharma of the ashram of life. So we live four ashrams in a day. That makes sense? Now, so the morning dharma is to do something good. That's for my body, uh, my uh, spiritual work and my body. And then I engage in the world with my full capacity to do whatever I can do. So that hour is for engaging in the world. Everybody's awake, everybody's active, all the stores are open and all the offices are open. But if you say, okay, that time is the time to meditate, then, well, if you have nothing to do, meditate. But the energy is also a little uh, turned up at that time. So you find a little harder to uh, sit and meditate at 11 o'clock when everybody's rushing around, energy around is churned up. And If you could get yourself to start meditating in the morning, you'll find there's some other extra help and support. The dawn, the dawn, uh, before sunrise or around the sunrise, it's a beautiful time to sit and meditate. Everything is quiet. Things are slowly moving. Energy is not agitated all around you. So it helps. So when we become time-bound, we become aware of the dharma of the time, and we bring it all together. We live in harmony, in rhythm with everything that's around us. Then it's a lot easier. The sailing becomes easier. And if we're just going with the what I feel like, or my body type, and my mind type, and my preference, and I don't feel like I need to do it this time, then we try to control or we try to go against the flow sometimes so it becomes a little harder sometimes people exercise in the night i mean here is something is better than nothing babaji will not say don't exercise if you doesn't do but the real thing is nighttime is a time to go to rest put your body to rest Totally relax, do a yoga nidra, something like that. It's not the time to amp up your energy and crash. So this is the yogic style, a lifestyle, and that's what I'm sharing with you. Um, just to see, maybe you can try it in the beginning for a few days it may look very unnatural but as the body settles down and finds its rhythm with 
what's happening outside in the nature, in the day, the sun and the moon, we are all interconnected. We are connected with everything. So if we begin to think that way, the journey becomes really easier. Um, Baba, so the next question, I'm going to paraphrase it a little, is about perception of time. The person asks, we all experience time moving differently depending on our state of mind. Is that because our bodies age or because of the limits of our sense organs? Well, when the body ages, the sense organs are become limited. So it's not one thing is different than the other. Um, when we were young, we felt like time is boundless. Where we got all the time in the world for everything. But as we age, then we begin to see the, how time passes. Time is time and we are us. the less time we spend, more time we spend with that in stillness, with a pure consciousness, less prone we are to its passing quickly. If we are agitated all the time, then time is passing very quickly and we got so many things to do. So that's the way I think that particularly in As people move into third and fourth ashram of life, they should spend more time with that stillness. Next question, Baba. Um, going through endings and beginnings, we are constantly reminded only change is constant. But knowing still doesn't make it easy, even when we know we have to be a little detached. Once you get a taste of being still, that which is moving is, you are aware of it, but you are not really dragged by it all the time. Once you learn this, the preciousness of stillness, the truth of the stillness, that is the only thing that is true. The rest is changing and how much value we give to anything, that's how important it is for us. So in spiritual world, it's always advised, but yes, things are changing, change is bound to happen, but you have to learn how to detach yourself from, otherwise you are dragged by it all the time. So developing our ability to be with stillness with that pure consciousness identifying with that helps us from being dragged by the events all the time yes things happen you know things happen that totally shatter our life but there is something more to life than just the story of the, that we have lived or we wish to live 
and contemplating that I am pure, I am whole, I am pure Atman, I am God divine. So thinking about that, if you say you want to contemplate and I'm a divine being, I'm a divine entity, then you also have to understand what is it? Divine is beyond the struggles of life, beyond our story. So we have to detach from our story and think about something that's there, always there, in its purity, in its wholeness. Baba, there's a comment and maybe other people who are familiar with um, Bible passages might have thought of this too. I'm thinking of a passage from Ecclesiastics in the Bible. There is a time for everything under the sun. Could this wisdom be related to the understanding of time and consciousness that you're speaking of? Sure, sure. There's a time for everything. And, you know, be it in Bible or Quran or Gita, all Savi Sayane Ek all the people who have come to that realization or experience say the same thing. It's just in a different language. So I can say that, yes, probably who wrote that in Bible had a glimpse of that. Um, a com personal comment. Um, I have created a life that is very busy and sometimes stressful, but still good and meaningful work. Sometimes I have difficulty balancing the stress with calm and using my time away from work in a more meaningful way. You know, if you are engaged in the world, sometimes it can happen that you have, the balancing really starts with first carving out some time for yourself. Look at what are you doing in the morning? Can you spare an hour just for your well-being? You're not looking at your phone. You're not looking at your messages and this and that. Just really carve out an hour, hour and half time for your meditation and your uh, yoga, your stretching, your exercise, whatever it is you will notice that you get much more energy to deal with whatever awaits you. So carve out a little time in the morning, carve out a little time in the night, and then you will be able to manage whatever comes your way. So if you are talking about balancing, that's how you balance by making the time in the morning and a little bit at the very end sacred. Don't look at the phone. The temptation will be there, the habit is there. But if you really say that, that's a commitment to yourself. And that's uh, such a beautiful thing. Any commitment we make to ourselves, if we honor it, it develops our self-love and self-respect. So it works on many levels. And if you are a capable person, you are a smart person, you are you got energy, you will create that kind of thing that 
you are very busy and engaged. But then you have to learn how to manage yourself, how to um, take care of yourself. So carving out a little time at the both ends will be very helpful. That's the last question, Baba. Kalo Kali, Kalo Kali, Kalo Kali, Kalo Kali. Oma Kali, the form of time, form of transformation. I bow to you, I bow to you. Thank you all very much. Now you can check in with each other in your uh, chat room. <laughs>